This is the Fish and Coach Show. My name is Brandon Fisher. This is Coach Ratner. And today, we're talking about praying to get what you want. Coach, how do you pray to get what you want? Well, that's a good question because we had a previous podcast about how to pray. And right? if we have a purpose for praying, which means we want something, whether it's our health or money or our job, whatever, or our husband or wife, we right? want something. So how, how do we pray to get what we want? And yeah. that's what this podcast is about. So one of the things that I'm coming into this podcast thinking about, Coach, is a lot of people feel like they need to do it themselves to make it happen. I think that's the, one of the biggest aversions to prayer is that they feel like they're in control. And by praying means that you're, you're relying on hope a little bit. Well, you're, you're, relying, you're, 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 not, you're giving up. We talked about your, your ego. We have these egos that think we can do everything. And right. when you have a large ego, it stands for exiting God out because our ego thinks we can do everything. But we do have a partner, our partner in creation that God put us here and made us mm-hmm. this wonderful world, amazing world that we have. And if we need something, we should be asking for it. And we have to know how to get what we want. So by starting with that, as we picked up from last podcast, leave your ego aside. Yes. You really can't do anything without help. Because your ego is not your amigo. That's good. Yeah. I like that. It's like in every one of my books. It's my, yeah. one of my favorite lines. It's classic. Yeah. So how to, pray, how to pray to get what you want in life. We're going to use another acronym like we did last time. And the acronym is MEAT. Not meat like beef, but M-E-E-T. <laughs> okay. And when you remember these four letters, you'll, pray, you'll be able to pray and get what you want out of life. Beautiful. All right. You so might not get it, for? but that's what we're going to get into. All right. Yeah. So what does it stand for? What is that M? So the first M stands for motivation. Which means when you're praying for something, what is the motivation why you want it? Because mm-hmm. God's going to only give us something if it's good for us. Even things that we get, God forbid, you know, I had cancer many years ago, and I'm, it's, I'm still battling it. And God gave it to me because I hate to say it was good for me. It's hard to say that, wow. but it was a, there was a reason why he gave it to me. Because it's a big thing to say. It is a big thing to say. To recognize. To, to recognize that what's, what's the motivation for anything in life. So, for example, if someone wants a brand new Ferrari— and why do they want it? I mean, seriously, like, do they want it because they want to get from point A to point B? Or do they want it because it's going to help their self-esteem? They can look really good for they can look really, from point A to point B. They could look really good. The car looks, I don't know if they look really good, but the That's car true. looks really good. You're right. It does yeah. not help my, the people My inside. favorite car of all time was the Ferrari back many years ago when I used to be into cars, was the Ferrari 328, the Magnum PI car. I don't know if you remember that show. I don't know, young. unfortunately. Yeah, it was a, such, a, such a sexy car. Anyway, <laughs> and I always wanted a Ferrari 328. Now, of course, I don't, I don't think I prayed for it because I knew that wasn't that good for me. But, <laughs> but, uh, um, but what's your motivation? Because if it's, true, if it's really going to be good for you, God will give it to you. And maybe your motivation is not pure. Maybe mm-hmm. you want to get a job because... It's going to boost your ego. Maybe you want, I always said, you know, would you buy the Armani suit if you knew no one was going to see you wearing it? And most people say, no, why would I buy it? Why would I spend $3,000 on the Armani right. suit? That would be a waste. It would be a waste. Why? Because would you feel good you in front of your mirror? Because, yeah. Right. Because you want it. Because, I know when people say, well, it, it, Armani suits, they're not, because they, I, they feel better on me. They last longer. And I, I, I mean, that's all baloney. No offense. But like, maybe the last 10, 10 days longer. But in general, when you're <laughs> spending that kind of money on the suit, it's because, I hate to say this, but it's true because I went through this in my life, low self-esteem, and we want to make ourselves feel better. There, it, there you Boom. got it right there. Wow. What's the motivation? The motivation because it's good for you or because it's going to use for your low self-esteem? Your ego's hurting, and this will fix it. So I'm setting my ego aside. 
Now give me something that'll help my ego. Yeah, give me something that'll help my ego, which is the Armani suit or the Ferrari 328. Sure, it's sure. So, so yeah. a, lot of, a lot of times we want things in life and they're not going to be good for us. And we think, because we don't know, so we don't know everything, we think, oh, it's really good for me if I have the big house. It's really right. good for me if I have the fancy car. It's really good for me if I have, send, please send me a beautiful wife or a beautiful, handsome husband. Sure. When maybe that person or that is not, even though they're beautiful and, you know, isn't going to be that good for them. Mm-hmm. You know, and when right. you start to understand that, you start to make decisions. When you understand what your motivate, what's good for your motive, what's good for you, and you start understanding what things are good for you, you'll start asking for things that you'll start to get, and your prayer will be much more successful because you're only going to ask for things that you know really are going to be good for you and not good for your ego. That makes so much sense, right? So that's yeah, our motivation. A big lesson to learn. So the second, so the second letter of meat to how to pray to get what you want in life is effort. Okay, because we all have we we can't just like say, you know, God, I want to lose fifty pounds, but I don't want to do a sit up. You know, right? You right. have to make it. You have to. You have to make an effort. You're doing one sit up's not going to do any good. You have to. You have to make your effort, and eat, obviously, just eating less. Yeah. And, you know, they're saying that more eating less than exercising is more important, which I believe right. is true. Although exercise is so important, we're going to have a podcast on this. Yeah. We we did have a podcast on. We did the running. The running. What was it? What would you call it? One we called that one. Um. Uh, oh. Uh, the, the healthiest way to get high. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I think exercise is great for people, but you have to make an effort when you want something in life. You, you show up at the gym if you want to have, and you're not going to see quick results. No. We pray. Sometimes we want those easy, quick results, and we think that, well, I'll just pray for those, but that's not how it works either. No. So I have a story that I'm going to tell you. Okay. It's a, and it's a, about a king who had this beautiful, beautiful princess, and every, every suitor... Every night in the kingdom wanted to marry her. So what he did is he built a 100-story tower, and he put her at the top. And he goes to every suitor. He says, okay, here's how it's going to work. Whoever can run up to the top, the 100 stories. That's a lot, 100 stories. Big steps, too. Whoever can run – no water. Whoever, no water. Whoever, whoever can run up 100 steps the fastest gets to marry my daughter. Okay. So hundreds of knights show up, and they start to run up the stairs. So they have to wear their armor? They have to wear their armor, oh, too. Boy. So they start to run up the, I don't know if that's part of the story. Anyway, <laughs> so they start to run up the stairs, and at you know, 10, 20, 30, 40 flights. And, of course, as time goes on, the guys who are out of shape, can't, they, they realize they have no shot, and they start to drop out. Every, every few floors, people are dropping out. On the 50th floor, there's like you know, 20 guys left. And at 64, there's 10, 15 guys left. And by the 70th floor, there's like five or six guys left, because a lot of them have just quit. And sure. so by the time they get to the 80th floor, there's two guys left. One guy's on the 83rd floor, one guy's on the 80th floor. And they keep running, keep running. And the guy in the 80, you know, who's below, behind the first guy says to himself, I have no shot. This guy's just killing it. He's strong. He's tall. He's taking two steps at a time. I have no chance to beat him. And on the 87th floor, he quits. Oh, man. And he turns around and goes back downstairs. And the guy, the guy when he's on the 89th floor, he finally gets to the 90th floor. And standing in front of him is an elevator. Whoa. And the doors are open. And inside the elevator is a small table with two champagne flutes, a bottle of open champagne, and a dozen roses. Oh. And he's like, wow, what is this? What am I? Unbelievable. And he looks down, and no one's following him. He's like, there's no one left. He's going to win. So he gets into the elevator. The doors close, and they take him up all the way to the roof of the tower. And standing there is this gorgeous, stunning, rich princess. (laughs) And he 
bends down. There's a diamond ring there, and he bends down and proposes to her, and he ends up marrying her. And what's the moral to the story? What the other guys didn't realize, the guy who quit on the 88th or 87th floor, we didn't realize that she had a twin sister waiting for the second place guy to come up to marry her. Oh boy! And the, the what the story how this, what stories means that when you make your effort, God will send you an elevator to get you to the last ten floors. You have to make your effort in life, and God will help you. But if you don't make your effort, if you quit, you could be missing out. Even though you're not going to win, even though you're not the first person at the top, there's still a prize waiting there for you. And you know what that prize is? I, we've talked about many times about how like, in life, you always be moving forward in life. Because right. even though you might not succeed at what you wanted to do, something else is going to happen. People who are always moving forward in life are going to get somewhere, even though their original goals might not be met, something else good is going to happen because they're making an effort. That is such a good story. It really gets the point. So you always want to be making your effort in life, always be moving forward uh, because, like I said, you don't know where it's going to take you. You just don't know. And if you make your effort, God's going to help you. God will help you. So we got got the M, which is what's your motivation for praying for what you want. Mm -hmm. Number two is you have to make an effort. The third one, the third, the, the second E is you better expect that God's going to say yes. Because I got to tell you something. If you're praying and you don't think God's going to say yes, you are not being real. Wow. You're not. I mean, are you being real if you're praying for something like, I don't expect God to say yes. Why are you praying for it? You might, you might as well not pray. If, what are you, you're asking for? You don't believe it's possible? Yeah, right. you're not, you always have to believe it. Anyway. What are you asking for? You have to believe anything is possible in life. Mm-hmm. My kids always say to me, you know, Daddy, can I stay up an extra, you know, you know, 20 minutes to watch TV at night or something, whatever it is like that. I'm like, right. no, it's time to go to bed. Well, is it possible? Anything's possible. They always say, anything's possible. possible in life, right? But it's you have to ask. Yeah, but you have to make an effort. You, it, it, but you have to expect a yes. Right. If you don't, you're not being real with yourself. If you're praying for God and you're asking for a, a better job and you don't expect it to happen, you're, you're not putting your effort in. You have to expect God to say yes because he is going to answer you. God always answers our prayers. You might not like the answer sometimes. So you need to know that it's possible before you ask. Yeah. Know that you're going to be, first of all, willing to put in that effort. And then second of all, that if you put in that effort and you ask for it, it's possible and you'll get it. God and, will say yes and this because is, you're willing. Right. And this is going to lead us to our fourth. Yeah. The T. If you don't get what you want, you should be ticked off. What do you mean God didn't give me a better job? What do you mean I, I don't have a gorgeous wife? What do you mean I, I what do you mean I don't have a big giant house? Where's my Ferrari three twenty eight? What do you mean? You should be ticked off if you don't get what you want. I was gonna do it for, for holy purposes. Yeah, I mean, right? I want the Ferrari to, to to go pray at a church or a synagogue. I mean, like I just want to look good when I go, you know, that's all it is. Right. You know, if I'm gonna to go to a church or synagogue, I should at least be in a fancy car, right? I mean, who doesn't pray better with a three twenty eight in the driveway? Seriously. Of course. Right? Well, I'm, I'm gonna pray much better with that. So the idea is that sometimes <laughs> we don't get our answers. We talked about you should be ticked off if God doesn't give what you want, because if you're gonna be real about praying and asking for something, you should expect that God's gonna say yes. Else you're not being real. So right. how do we get answered? Maybe sometimes our answers don't come immediately. You think mm. about that? Sometimes they can happen over a number of years. Like you ask for maybe, you know, maybe you ask for a spouse and it, maybe it takes a few years for you to make yourself into a vessel that can actually accept a spouse into your life. That is so interesting. You know, maybe you by You need to be the person who to be to be able to receive the, the the gift. I, I there's got to be a better way to say that. Right, but but may, maybe because when you when you ask for it and we're real about it and ask God 
for right. the fact you wanted a spouse, maybe that triggered something inside of you. It's like, you know what? From in order for me to be to have a spouse into my life, I need to make the effort, and I have to become a vessel that can have I can bring someone into my heart. So here, here's one when they one way they put it here uh, that I've heard before in the past, which is. Uh, you, if you're paying for like a perfect wife or a perfect husband, you need to be the person who that person wants to be with. Right. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 exactly. Now I have a question to ask you. Okay. Since we're talking about praying to God, what do you think God's favorite commandment is? All the commandments in the Bible, do you think he's got something that's his favorite? Do you think there's something that he likes that maybe, I mean, it doesn't really say, because obviously if the Bible mentioned uh, that God's favorite commandment was for people to, you know, stack rocks up five rocks high. And, and I, of course, everyone in the world would be stacking five rocks oh, high. Like, that, that, that would be the thing, right? right? So it doesn't say anywhere, anywhere in, from our sages or anywhere what God's favorite commandment is. But do you think, do you know what it is? What is it? Well, I think that it's prayer. Do you know why? Wow, why? Because it's something that anyone can do, man, woman, kid, adult, old person. They can do any time of the day, night, day, in the middle of the night, whenever they want to, and any day of the week. There's no, there's nothing wrong. There's no, there's no prohibition for someone to pray to God whenever they want. That makes sense. You, it's something that we have to do, they say three times a day for, for, uh, for some people. For yeah. men. And Judaism, and it's Judaism, three times a day. Right? I think the Muslims have, what, five, five times a day. Five times a day, yep. We, yeah. So um, when you do it that time, it's like, oh, what a burden. But really, if you, if you think about prayer as a relationship, your wife probably wants you to call her a couple times a day or wants you to talk to her. All God wants you to well, do. Well, maybe it's not everyone's wife. No, I'm just kidding. I don't know. I, you know, it's funny with texting nowadays. I used to, before we had texting, I would call my wife all the time. But now with texting, it, you do have a connection through... So I guess the point isn't isn't how you communicate, but right. once you get to recognize that he's at least here, you know, a few well, you, times you, a day. You mentioned that it's a burden, but it's the only burden if you're not being real with it. If you're right. being real with the fact that you're praying to God and you're, you're asking for something or thanking him, whatever it is you're doing, and you're being real with it, it's not a burden. It's not a burden right. at all. I mean, like we want to, you know, we want to have that connection. Exactly. That's the key. It's because it builds that relationship, it which builds is, our of course, why it's too. God's favorite. It, it builds our self-esteem also. It builds our, our self-esteem. self-esteem. We know that whatever we have, God gave to us, whether we're smart, right. not smart, ugly, fat, whatever we are, we know this is what God gave us, and he gave us that to basically try to help us, for us to improve ourselves as people. Right. We're you listened know? to. We are heard that yeah. many times. Yeah. You know, so how do you, how do you know when you get your prayers answered? Well, the thing is, sometimes we mentioned it doesn't always happen immediately, and, you know, if I always said, like, for example— Let's say you're smoking a cigarette, and you know cigarettes are bad. And every time you smoke a cigarette and light one up, you get hit by a bolt of lightning. What's going to happen after three or four tries? You're going to stop You're going to stop smoking a cigarette. cigarette. And that's what is called the, a robot. And I don't think God wants robots. Yeah, very interesting. He, right? he doesn't he does want to, like, think about it. You, you, don't, you want to be able to choose. He gave us free will. He gave us a choice to choose right or wrong. And when we make the right choice, and we know we made the right choice, and we're real with ourselves, we get a lot more pleasure out of it. Uh. It's just the same thing like, I was just an example of if you're, you know, God forbid your father dies, but he leaves you his company that he built, let's say an insurance company. It's worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And he leaves it to you. And I mean, you work there, whatever, but you're like, you didn't build the company and he gives it to you. Now, you're running the company now. You might right. get some pleasure out of it, but you get the same pleasure out of running a company that, some, that your father built. 
It's not it's, the same. It's limited. It's, it's, it's not that you don't get the same pleasure that the father did because he built the company from the ground up. Mm-hmm. He built it himself. And it's just like us choosing right from wrong, making, you know, choosing the right thing from the wrong thing that we know when we choose the right thing, we wow. get a lot more pleasure out of it. We just Especially don't. when it's hard. Even when, the harder it is, the more pleasure we get out of Especially it. Especially when it's hard. Yeah. Because the more pain we have in life, when we're doing something that gives us a lot of pleasure, right. the more pain it takes. So the whole idea is that pleasure, pain comes with pleasure. I totally. Say it. We want the greatest pleasure. Who doesn't want the greatest pleasures in life? I mean, I do. I mean, I love pleasure. Who doesn't love pleasure? Right. You know, in fact, it's funny. The first place that God placed man in the Bible is something very popular called the Garden of Eden. Garden of Eden. Love the garden. I love the Garden of Eden. Oh, it's I always, so beautiful. I always imagine the Garden of Eden of like, because you didn't have to prepare anything. You didn't have to make bread. You didn't have to make anything. I think of like a tree with Subway sandwiches hanging off of every branch. Oh, wow. You know, you have your turkey and you have your roast beef and it's all wrapped up and all you have to do is take it off the branch and it's right there to eat and you just push a button on the tree and the ketchup comes out and the mayonnaise comes out and the streams are like chocolate, full of chocolate sauce. Oh, boy. And all the sides of the stream are like bananas coming out. You don't have to peel them. They're already just there. You pick it, you dip it in and strawberries and, you know. And, Sounds like Willy Wonka. And, and pond cake. Well, it is. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty what much. Willy Wonka was based on was like the Garden of Eden. Is that true? I have no idea. Uh, okay. Let's just say it was. It anyway, sounded great. Yeah. I was so convinced. It's funny because you probably saw the second Willy Wonka. No, the real one. You did? The one okay. with Gene Wilder, of course. Okay. So, so uh, God, God doesn't want robots. And, uh, and so he gives us a choice to choose between right and wrong. Right. Wow. That's great. So if we were just being guided in our direction, we had no free will, no choice to do what we wanted, then prayer would be irrelevant. It would be irrelevant. And we don't want that. No. No, we want to have a connection. So we have to understand how to get your prayers answered. The pray to get what you want is an acronym, and the word is meet. What's your motivation for asking? Because if you don't have good motivation, God's probably not going to give it to you. You have to make your effort. Uh, you have to make an effort, and if you make enough effort, God will send you an elevator to take you the last 10 flights. Right. And you have to expect that God's going to say yes. If you're not expecting God to say yes, you're not being real to prayer. And lastly, you should be ticked off if you don't get what you want in life. And you have to go back and look, maybe my motivation wasn't pure. Maybe what I really wanted wasn't going to be good for me. And, and that, maybe my effort wasn't enough. Maybe or, there was something missing for sure. May, maybe my effort wasn't like solid enough. Maybe like, you know, I, I lacked on my effort. Like, no, I, but will, I, I wanted coffee. You know, I, I, I brought the mug. <laughs> <laughs> or you you're like, yeah, I'm going to sleep in. I'm not going to go to prayers. I'm not going to go right. run my five miles. I'm going to stay in bed. Because the pain, because the greatest play, oh, I, Back to the Garden of Eden. I yeah. didn't finish this idea. Eden, and no one really knows this. This is, this is like blow away for me. Eden, in the ancient language of Hebrew, which is modern day language, sure. Eden means pleasure. The first place that God placed man was the Garden of Pleasure. It kind of sounds like a strip club, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what God, that's what God put it was a Garden of Pleasure. I mean, like, you know, do you know why? Because that's what he wants us to have in life is pleasure. Do you think it's a coincidence that as soon as they covered up, they got kicked out? That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah, forget the strip club. You, know, you guys have to go into the real world and now work and, and now have evil in the world and everything else. God put us here for, for pleasure. And the greatest wow. pleasures in the world take the most amount of pain. You think an Olympic athlete that wins you know, the, the four by four races and the meet and the swimming or the diving, whatever they do in the Olympics, do you think it was easy? Do you think that there was not pain involved in it? Getting about three in the morning to go to, to swim is a lot of pain every single day. And then they go to school for like you know, t- 
12 minutes a day right. and have private tutors and go back and swim for eight hours. Oh, man. it's, it's There's that. a lot of pain. There's so much pain. That's why they, and they, But they get the greatest pleasure. When they finally when they finally won the Olympics, they get the greatest pleasure in the, in the, in the world. It's the greatest pleasure. When it's easy for them, it's... When it's what like, is no, it worth? That, that, What's it worth? Get, you don't a gold get, medal? Like, yeah, I gives respected you a, it. Someone gives you a company? It's nice, whatever. I'm not going to get the same pleasure out of it. You build that company into something great. You love that company because you know what you had to go through. You remember those days when you were just in there working all night long. I remember when I used to play a lot of piano, and I'd work like I'd work all night on these songs. I had the music, and I'd learn the sure. song. Like wrote, wrote, you know, my favorite was was uh, was uh, Gershwin, George Gershwin's Rhapsody in Blue. I never got to finish the whole thing, but I got different segments of it. And I did Rachmaninoff, and I, I like, of course, Billy Joel and Elton John. Anyway, when I work on a song. And I work on it, work for hours. I get so much pleasure when I finally finish it and finally had it memorized where I can go to any Nordstrom's or a hotel lobby and start playing it. Wow. It was a lot of pleasure for me. And then they came up with these new pianos. Well, they weren't new, they were, but they became more common, the self, the player pianos. Oh, those are pretty neat. <laughs> They're very neat. But like, come on. I mean, like, I, I, like, I, I don't want the, one of those in my house. I don't, I don't want a piano play. The pleasure for me, the piano, was me learning it and Bringing it to life. Bring it to life, taking and making it my own. I had different things. I had things like that. You know, I had the arpeggios. You know, the arpeggio things, and I used to like make whatever. So, so to me, that was the pleasure. I don't want something out playing by itself. I don't want someone to give me a company. I want to build it myself. I want the pleasure of We got to talk about this in a different podcast. Oh, pain pleasure, yes, for sure. And robots taking our jobs. They are taking our job. Yes. We, had a whole, we had a whole podcast on the uh, driverless cars. Right. What's it called? Oh, you, why you'll never own a car again? Because you're not. Someday, I mean, I'm yeah. hoping it's in my lifetime that we're never going to own a car again. I think Watch so. Watch the podcast. It's actually very popular. Okay, so go ahead and pray to get what you want. Thank you for watching the Fish and Coach Show. See you next time. Thanks for watching the Fishing Coach Show. If you like what you just watched, make sure you like, subscribe, and comment with any ideas you'd like to see on any future episodes. We'll see you next time.